Hello, family and friends. Welcome in. No one asked us. Logan is happy to be here today. I don't know why. It's a Monday. But here we are. Another episode of No One Asked Us. I'm Craig. That is Logan. Thank you for joining. As always, episode 82 of our show. Thanks for joining for the previous 81. Follow us on social media at No One Asked Us Pod on Twitter at Craig W. Choate at the Logan Lee. Uh, Facebook at No One Asked Us. Instagram at No One Asked Us Pod. Hit us up on Gmail. All of this on the screen in front of you on YouTube or in the description wherever you're listening while you're here. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Like and subscribe. It's not hard. It takes two clicks. Like and subscribe. We would really, 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 really appreciate it. And then share this with all of your friends. Uh, like I said, episode 82, we got a lot of bowl games to talk about. Uh, a couple of Illinois basketball games that we're going to quickly recap because we did do post-game shows. If you want to check those out, go to our YouTube as well. Um, and then... Do you have any? I forgot to ask you. Do you have any movies or entertainment? Do we need to tease that, or are we going to cut that? Out uh, I mean, I did catch up on some things this weekend. Okay. Nothing that I don't know. We need to really spend a lot of time on. But all right, um, I did. I did spend some time at the, at the Cineplex this weekend, so I can mention some things. But. All right. Well, we'll start it off here. Uh, first of all, nice to see you, Logan. Hello. Other Craig. than, did you just headbutt your mic- microphone? Uh, yes. Chin butt. <laughs> uh, yes. But- hello. Uh, other you? than catching up on movies and stuff, how was your weekend? Uh, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Um, didn't do a ton. Uh, just a kind of a um, productive Saturday around the house, taking care of some some things. And then uh, Sunday, yeah, I actually spent some time at the theater Sunday, watched some football on Saturday. Saturday, didn't really watch much football yesterday, um, but but it was it was good. Nice relaxing slow weekend before things kind of ramp up for the holidays so uh how about you anything exciting in your life no no not at all no traveling today didn't leave the couch or this weekend didn't leave the couch but i will say i'm for the most part more checked out of the nfl and football this year than i have been at this point in a long long time yeah and i think it's his cowboy shirt that's what I'm saying. The only thing I care about right now is the Cowboys because four of my five fantasy teams are trash. So I have no really reason to watch on Sundays. So um, speaking of Cowboys, just juggernauts right now. Uh, impressive I've, last night. I've honestly kind of had a hit or miss relationship with the NFL for quite some time. Um, I play fantasy football every single year and I do care about that. Uh, and I, if I'm not doing anything else, I will sit down and watch some football on Sunday, but I've never subscribed to Sunday ticket or red zone or anything like that. And I'm not really a bears fan or a Colts fan. So like, those are usually the games that I can see on Sundays. Um, so like Sunday nights, I'll usually sit down and watch some of the Sunday night game. Uh, but it just kind of depends. So it's kind of hit or miss with me. Um, and if, yeah. honestly, during football season, I'm more invested in college football. So if I'm going to spend a day of my weekend watching football or spending a lot of time watching football, it's going to be Saturday. And then yeah. my Sunday is going to be spent doing other things, uh, yeah. which is usually how my life works. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you um, on. Yeah, it's just I care. Yeah. I follow it. I know what's going on for the most part. And I listen to a lot of shows and podcasts and things that talk about it, but I don't sit down and watch football for eight hours a day on Sundays. Yeah. First couple of months that that's what it is. I sit down as soon as red zone starts and I don't leave the couch unless it's to go to the bathroom or to eat uh, fully invested. And then the last couple of weeks I've just been like, eh, whatever I'll watch, like I'll catch up on YouTube videos or something while NFL is going on. But 
Um, but yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, mainly, it might be because Illinois football has been so impressive, and that's been dominating our Saturdays. Um, yep. Illinois is heading to the ReliQuest Bowl, which I believe last week is pretty much where all the projections had Illinois going. Um, I heard a lot of multiple. I heard multiple things back and forth leading up to Sunday. Um, at one point, U of I had a picture of Nissan Stadium in Nashville on their app as like a header on their app. So everyone thought they might've jumped the gun and it was going to be the music city. And then a couple people were saying they're hearing some citrus bowl buzz, but then Brett Bielema tweeted out, I hear Florida is nice in January. So kind of knew it was going to be Tampa or Orlando. And, and it is Tampa. It is Tampa. It is January 2nd against number 22, Mississippi state eight and four. The Bulldogs are overall, they went four and four. In the SEC, it is a 11 Central Time, noon Eastern kickoff on ESPN2. This is like the window for New Year's because you have the, I believe it's the Citrus, the ReliQuest, and the Cotton Bowl maybe all at the same time. There's one other bowl that's going on at the same exact time. Um, there's So there's three, ESPN, ABC, and ESPN2. So it's a good window. Um, this is the first New Year's Day bowl. It's not technically a New Year's Six bowl, but there are only a handful that are after the New Year. This is the first one of those for Illinois since that Rose Bowl in 2007 and the first Florida Bowl since 1999. Josh, Josh Whitman mentioned that yesterday. First Florida Bowl since he was in pads at the Micron PC Bowl in 1999. I know this is what we were expecting, but how do you react now that it's official, Logan? Uh, it's nice to see yeah. um, this Illinois season has kind of, I don't want to call it a roller coaster. It was uh, a high, high, and then it just kind of dipped. Um, yeah. And then we knew we've known for a long time, Illinois was going to go to a bowl game. Um, mm -hmm. But for it to be a, you know, a January 1st, technically January 2nd, I guess Second, bowl. Yeah. Um, it, that's a big deal. That's a big deal for this program. It's something we haven't seen in a very, very, very long time. Um, it's it's huge for a lot of things. It's huge for the fans. It's huge for recruiting. Um, it's just it's just a nice thing to see to cap off what's been a, a you know a very a, I would say a very successful football season. Uh, I know there was a point in there towards the end of the season where you like you would have liked to have had at least one of those wins, um, but. Um, you know, that is what it is. And now you're going to go up against a top 25 ranked SEC team. Um, so I, I, you know, I think it makes all the sense in the world. I think this is the most, the, the placement doesn't really shock me. I've been kind of tracking this for the last couple of few weeks just to kind of, yeah. see. I know you have been for a while, but you know, as we got a little closer, just what really makes sense um, kind of doing my own math and my own stuff, as opposed to just seeing what other people are saying, turning into our own bracketologist here. Yeah, I, I enjoy doing that stuff. Um, this is a little harder to predict because there's really not necessarily any rhyme or reason as to who goes to where in some of these situations. Like right. with the SEC, with the SEC, they have what they call their tier one bowls. And there's like right. there's a there's a pecking order. And they yeah, but it's not yes, it is. It is but a pecking because order, you finish not... fourth in the SEC doesn't mean you get the fourth bowl right. exactly. in their order because the bowl Correct. gets to pick. They and if that if the team is the same team that was there last year, then they're ineligible. Right. And yeah, so there like there was the order, whole thing, but there was the whole thing going around that if, um, 
Ohio State didn't get in the playoff, that they would be the logical first choice for the for the Rose Bowl to take to go there. But because they went last year, that the Rose Bowl would then pick Penn State. So it's not necessarily like, yes, there is a pecking order, but it's not necessarily one plus one equals two necessarily all the time. So that's why yeah. it's a little harder to predict. And to continue with that, something I heard when I was back in Champaign on Friday um, was that if the, if Ohio State ended up, I believe, in the if, – if Ohio State ended up in a New Year's Six, not the Rose Bowl or the playoff, then that meant a Big Ten team could not go to the Relia Quest, which would really? move everything down. Yeah, Kent Brown said that in an interview that I, I heard didn't know that. with someone. So there, yeah, there was a whole lot, including Notre Dame. Like Notre, so the goals were fighting over Notre Dame. That makes sense because that's is that why you made the comment you did on was it Tuesday? Whenever we did our last post game show, night. you made a comment about because yes, it was Friday yeah. night because USC was losing to Utah or just lost to Utah or something. Yeah, and you had said that that is better for Illinois. In terms because of bowl placement, I, I didn't know why yeah. that was because going into it, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State were all going to going to be New Year's Six bowls. Yeah, I don't think there was any scenario in which they weren't. So I didn't understand how the order of it would matter would affect Illinois, but I guess that makes sense if that's the reasoning. Yeah. So uh, I, sh- I meant to say this off the jump. ReliaQuest Bowl. This is the first year for the ReliaQuest Bowl. Those listening, it is the Outback Bowl. The Outback Bowl has changed names to the ReliaQuest Bowl, so Outback has always been that very next tier after the New Year's Six. It's like one of the best you can get without being New Year's Six. Um, in fact, there are only 10 teams in college football that play a game after January 1, and Illinois will be one of those 10. There are four bowl games, the ReliaQuest, Citrus, Cotton, Rose Bowl, and the National Championship. Those are the only games that happen after the New Year, and as we know, the bowls kind of crescendo up to that point. So the later you are in the season, the better the bowl. This is a huge, huge, big step forward for the program. I know I'm in the minority here and don't take this the wrong way because eight and four rely quest bowl appearance is massive for this program, but there's still part of me. That's the, what could have been. Oh, for sure. Indiana. If you beat Michigan state, you're 10 and two or probably 10 and three, you might be a new year six. You, I mean, you would be right there with Penn State for that New Year six, right? I mean, maybe, but if you if you're ten and two I mean, and you Purdue, put up a game Purdue with Michigan, is, Purdue won the division. They're in the Citrus Bowl. I mean, I don't. Illinois or the Big Ten has five teams playing on either yeah. in the playoff or on January second. Five yeah. teams, yeah, like that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, and for Illinois to be one of them says a lot. I mean, yes, you're right. I mean. Probably two wins, uh, probably maybe additional two wins would get you into that conversation. I don't know that one one more win would have gotten you into that conversation. No, no. I think if you beat Indiana like you should have, and then you beat either Michigan State or Purdue, you're you win the Big Ten West and put up a fight against Michigan again. You're ten and three. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe they couldn't have got a better bowl other than what they did, but um, neither here nor there. Um, we'll talk more about the bowl game as it comes, but it's it's a great place for, excuse me, great place for Illinois to be in year two of Bielema. Um, and with the transfer portal, I know last year in the off season, 
after a five and seven season, I was like, next year's going to be rough because they lost so many pieces from uh, Bielema's first season, and then he improved. So with the portal, anything can happen. So we'll, we'll see, but um, that's for talk for a later day. Um, there was a lot of awards uh, handed out and and named within the within the last week. I think the most notable is Illinois had 19 players named to all Big Ten team. I believe that's the most in the is it the West has to be the West right I or think in so, the entire yeah. conference it's the most in the West I believe but the big one Chase Brown was not first team media or coaches those went to Blake Corum and Mo Ibrahim thoughts I've been saying this for a while you know what let me just back up you know what I've been saying for a while about Chase Brown when it comes to his numbers and his stats and no. back when we were having the discussion about is he a Heisman candidate? Uh, probably once you say it, I'll remember you saying it, but I don't remember. Touchdowns. Yep. Chase Brown yep. scored seven touchdowns this year. I mean, it's it's a it's a much smaller number than both of those other running backs. Um, he might he had more yards, had more carries. I mean, his the number of carries. I I haven't. He got to ten and. And uh, Northwestern touchdowns? was his 10th rushing touchdown. Okay. So, yeah, I I can't – I don't know that it's fair, but I can't also say that it's – Three receiving, me. so 13 total. Okay. Um, I just I, – I don't love it, and I don't know that it's totally fair. Uh, Corum, I can understand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind, of, it's kind of a toss-up there with, between him and Mo. I, I don't know that I would go – that it was leaning super heavily one way or the other. Uh, he was he was just the workhorse. He was the entire Illinois offense. So it's hard to say that he shouldn't be a first team all conference player because he's going to be getting other. He's already he's a top three finalist for the best running back in the country. And for him to not be first team all Big Ten kind of, you know, says a lot. But uh, I can't say I'm totally shocked basically by those touchdown numbers. Blake Corum, 1,463 yards on 247 carries, 18 touchdowns. Mo Ibrahim, 1,594 yards on 304 carries, 19 touchdowns. Chase Brown, 1,643 yards, 328 carries, 10 touchdowns. Those are the rushing numbers. I don't know the receiving numbers. Uh, yeah, who are the Doak finalists? Speaking of, that leads right into our next thing. Chase Brown is a finalist for the Doak Walker Award. Um... It's him, Blake Corum. Him, Blake Corum. I think Bijan Robinson. Yeah, that sounds right. From Texas. Which yeah. I would assume Robinson probably wins. I don't think Chase wins this award. Um, I know he's got the most rushing yards in the Power Five. And if some dude from uh, UAB didn't run for 260 yards in their final game, he would have led the country. Uh, but that dude went off on uh, last Saturday. Let me make yeah, sure this is right here. The other thing too, yeah, I think those are the three. I, I mean, I think if you look at the numbers, I think it's um, the number of touchdowns that they scored were probably from, you know, the goal line or from, you know, five yards in, um, which kind of tells you it's more just about the linemen um, maybe than anything yeah. else. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, as I said, I can't be totally shocked. Um I mean, it just that's just where they had to go with it. So, Bijan had fifteen hundred and eighty yards, two hundred and fifty-eight carries, and 
18 touchdowns rushing. I, I think Robinson wins it, but um, yeah, I'm with you. Touchdowns. He needed to get it into the end zone more. The red zone struggles once again come back to to bite for a different reason uh, this time as opposed to just not putting up points. But um, he's not the only finalist. Um, I think Devin Witherspoon might win the Thorpe Award. Yeah. Um, for best, I believe that's defensive back. That's not defensive player. Um, no, it's not defensive player. Uh, but yeah, Devin Witherspoon is the um, defensive is back. a finalist for the Thorpe Award. Um, I believe him and Chase are the first Illini finalists for those awards ever. I don't think there's ever been another um, another finalist from Illinois for those. Uh, but I, I legitimately think he does have a shot at this one. Um, it's him, Travius Hodges Tomlinson, and Clark Phillips. Um, Hodges Tomlinson's from TCU and Clark Phillips from Utah. Um, and Devin Witherspoon from, obviously, the Illini. Um, he's he's worked his way into a first-round pick. Um, I genuinely believe him and Chase, I don't think we'll see them again wear an Illinois uniform. I don't think they play in the Correct. game. Um, there's oh, no reason the, for them the to. Game? Yeah, probably yeah. not. Yeah, I don't think there's um, any reason for them to. I've seen Witherspoon on multiple first-round NFL mocks. Um, Chase won't be a first-round pick. He'll probably be a maybe a second day, maybe a late third, early fourth, yeah. um, depending on the running back need and how he grades out. But uh, no no reason for either of them to suit up in the ballgame. Um, that's just today's day and age. Um, but two finalists for awards that Illinois has never had. So – um, that's what we've got as far as awards go. Anything else? Any other thoughts on that? It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, all of it, the 19 all conference selections two mm-hmm. players that are award finalists for the entire country. Uh, I mean, that's, you know, we can be disappointed about a few of these games this season, but this is, I don't think anybody would have expected this. Uh, for this to be the season and this to be the outcome. I don't think anybody saw Chase Brown as a, um, you know, uh, a, a Doak finalist. Like, I, I mean, I can't be, I can't be any happier about how this season went for Illinois. How many, Illinois. how many Doak finalists do you think Bielma has had in his, um, Ooh, in his career? Question. Because I would assume this is going to become, not the norm, because there obviously there are only three finalists for the award every year. But um I'm assuming BLM has probably had multiple winners of this award, so it's only a matter of time before Illinois has a Doke winner. Yeah, I'd like to see the list. I see can see the list of Jonathan winners. Taylor won in nineteen and eighteen, Melvin Gordon in fourteen, Monty Ball in twelve. Taylor was not um Jonathan Taylor was not Bielema. Bielema was at Arkansas. Or no, Bielema was not coaching in the in the college at that point. But Melvin Gordon and Monty Ball won the award. Yeah. But um I don't see I don't know where you can find finalists without having to go year by year. Um but yeah, I I, I imagine that Illinois Chase Brown is not going to be the last. Doak finalists for Illinois, as long as uh, Brett Miola is the coach. Um, on the field last week, obviously, as you all know, Michigan beat Purdue 43-22. Um, don't really have too much to dissect there, but uh, what do you think? Did you watch 
Uh, was it closer? Um, than you expected it to be? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so. I mean, this is probably what I was expecting. Um, I think Purdue. Uh, <laughs> Purdue had a shot at some point. I I, I would yeah. think going into it to do it, but I didn't really have a lot of confidence in it. Michigan is a far better team. Um, I mean, it just proves the difference between those two divisions. Yeah. <laughs> we've been talking. We've known it all year long. Um, yeah. It is what it is. The the Big Ten West had about four teams that were all would have been about fourth or fifth in the East. <laughs> um, and they all were kind of towards the top of the West. So, yep. no, I can't really say I'm surprised. Um, yep. Michigan is is Michigan's good. <laughs> There's a reason the number two team in the country. Right. Um, other Big Ten bowls, obviously we already touched on. Michigan and Ohio State are in the college football playoff. Penn State gets Utah in the Rose Bowl. Purdue in the Citrus Bowl against LSU. Um Iowa in the Music City Bowl against Kentucky. That is December 31st. Duke's Mayo Bowl for Maryland against NC State, December 30th. Uh, Pinstripe Bowl for Minnesota against Syracuse, December 29th. And Wisconsin Guaranteed Rate Bowl against Oklahoma State, uh, the 27th. Those are some good matchups. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I do like bowl season, being able to watch all these different teams play teams they don't normally play and, and all that stuff. So I believe the first bowl game is the 16th. It's a couple of low low uh, group of five teams playing, but um, there's the Big Ten bowl schedule and the playoff. Georgia one, Michigan two, TCU three, Ohio State four. Did the committee get it right, Logan Lee? Um. Yes. Well, no. The I'll say this. No, no, they didn't. But this, it's what I was pretty confident they would do. Uh, they have yet to put a two divisional teams, two teams from the same conference against each other in the semifinal. Anytime. Do you think that, Ohio state should have been three. I think you can certainly make a cart, make, make an argument for that. Yes. And I wow. think the reason why they wouldn't, they weren't three is because they didn't want to put Michigan and Ohio state against each other. What in the semifinal. should have put Ohio state over TCU. They're with both with one loss. If you were to ask Kirby smart, who he'd want to play. Who do you think he'd say? Resume by resume here, side by side resume. I'm just, I'm just asking. Like that's. I'm not that's... saying Ohio State's not the better team, but it's about what you do. Who did Ohio State beat other than Notre Dame? Penn State and Penn State. That's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who did TCU beat? Kansas State twice, top ten or no? Kansas State once earlier once. in the year. Uh, Texas. I mean, the Big Twelve has a lot of ranked games. They at one point they played five ranked I, games in a I row. I mean, I, I, I don't think you're wrong. But now they I, were all close. <laughs> they they got lucky. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm but happy they still with won the games. I'm happy with the order. I have no, I have no real qualms with the order. I just after TCU lost and had their one loss, I would probably have put Ohio State above them. But I know I'm pretty confident why they didn't do it. We haven't seen it. And I don't think we ever will because we're going to get a 12-team playoff in right. a couple of years, and then it will be the end of it. But Right. So, I, you know, that's kind of what I was expecting at this point. Um, sure, you can make an argument to switch one or two, and you could make an argument to switch three and four. But I think for the most part, they were going to leave it as they were. Um, and TCU's one loss was, I mean, uh, that's, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It makes sense. I, I don't 
have a lot of issues with it. Do you think Alabama was close? Do you think they even discussed Alabama at four instead of Ohio State? No. I don't either. No. But off the field, what did what was your take on the media parade Nick Saban did on Saturday night with all of the networks begging the committee to put him on? Is that not a little uh uh I don't know what the right word is, but ESPN and all them trying to get Bama into the playoff. (laughs) Pandering? Is pandering the right word? I mean, he was on Fox, too, and Fox doesn't care. Fox doesn't have any of it. Um, He was on their halftime show, too. Fox wanted Michigan and Ohio State because it's the Big Ten, and they got the Big Ten starting next year. But they still had Nick Saban on. I I don't know. I I don't love it. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Um I can understand where Nick's coming from because there's the whole who are the it's it's the whole who are the best four teams in the country versus what does your record show on the field? Um, Alabama has two losses like you can't have two losses and make the college football playoff uh, unless you probably maybe win your conference championship. Then then it's a maybe. Huh? No great wins either. No, and the, exactly. That's the other thing, too. But let's just start with the losses. Like, yeah. we've talked about this for a long time. Like, no team has ever got in with two losses. LSU yeah. would have been the first one this year had they beaten Georgia in the SEC championship game, and that game wasn't even close. So, yeah. Alabama had two losses. Let's just start there. Ohio State didn't have two losses. If you want to compare wins, Ohio State had better wins than Alabama yeah. did. TCU yep. had better wins than Alabama did. So, yep. no, I mean, I, I think that Alabama might have maybe might have had a case if TCU got their socks blown off by Kansas State. Then maybe Alabama has a case. But yep. that game went to overtime. And at that point, I thought there was I didn't think there was much of a chance. Yep. And I'm I'm over the moon excited for it. Oh, I love too. the TCU's in there. I love that the Big Ten gets two teams. I love that Alabama's not nothing against Alabama, but I'd love to see some some new blood in there every once in a while. That's what I was going to say. I wish USC would have won because I would have liked to have USC and TCU both making the first appearance. Last year we had multiple teams making their first appearance, um, which which is good for the sport, I think. Uh, the New Year's Six Bowls running down in order of when, they're, when they will happen. Orange Bowl, number seven, Clemson, versus number six, Tennessee. It's on the 30th. Sugar Bowl is number nine, Kansas State, versus number five, Alabama, the 31st. And then the New Year's Bowls, Cotton Bowl, um, number 16, Tulane against number 10, USC. Rose Bowl is number 10, Penn State versus number 8, Utah, also on the second. And then the two, the Fiesta Bowl is the national championship semi. Uh, number three, TCU versus Michigan. These are both on the 31st. And then the Peach Bowl is Ohio State versus Georgia. None of them really excite me. I'm going to be honest. I don't care for the Tulane-USC game. I think that could be a bloodbath. I think Alabama will crush Kansas State. Um, Rose Bowl might be good. Orange Bowl might be good. But for the most part, there are at least two games that I really don't care about. Anything? Anything to add? No, I, I mean, it's, it's this is the world that we live in. We've lived in this yeah. world for a while. The bowl system hasn't changed. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you're always going to get those. I mean, I love that the group of five is involved. Um, but yeah, this is a particular year where I don't think Tulane really belongs in this conversation. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad they're there. I'm glad they're getting the recognition. Um, but no, I, I'm with you there. There's not a lot of exciting matchups there that 
uh, really intrigued me. But I do want to say, though, have you looked at the whole what the um, 12 team playoff would have looked like this year? Have you really given that much thought? I've seen them, but because I haven't, like, it's kind of crazy it. to think about. Because the top four seeds who all get buys are all the top four, the highest four ranked conference champs, conference champions. So in that case, it's Georgia, Michigan, and then it's uh, Utah, 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 Kansas State. Yeah. Or was Clemson in? I don't remember. Either way. No, it's Clemson. It's Clemson and Utah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, those are the four seeds. I mean, it's just kind of interesting to think about it that way because two of your four playoff teams did not win their conference championship. Yeah. TCU would have um, been the five seed, Ohio State the six, and then so on and so forth after that. With, no, uh, TCU two, wouldn't have been the eight. five. Kansas State would have been the five. You're right. Or, no, you're right. Been... No, you're – wait, is it? I haven't understood that part. Does the Is the five still a conference champion? I don't know. It's not important. We don't have to talk about it. Anymore. I mean, I just wasn't sure. With my, how I would want to do it would be the five top seeds are the conference champions. So, no, you're right. It is five is PCU just would the be top, five. the next ranked. Yeah. Yes. The four seeds with buys are, have to be conference Correct. champs. And Correct. then it goes by ranking. So, yeah, TCU yes. is five, Ohio State six, Bama seven, Tennessee, Kansas State, USC, Penn State. So, we'd have an Ohio State Penn State game there. And then two yeah. and twelve, but but yeah, uh, a couple more years. We still got one more year after this of four teams, and then we move to the twelve, which I am super excited for. Uh, Coach Prime, prime time in Boulder. Um, it actually happened. I think as we were doing our post game show Friday night for Illinois basketball. Um, what's your thoughts now after he's met the team and already told him that his son's transferring before his son entered the portal and and all? Yeah, that, all uh, some that. of and, some of the comments that. Uh that have gone out to the world. Um, I thought were a little questionable um, that he said to his team, but um, old team or new team. Well, a bit of both, but there was the one that the video that's circulating that he's saying to his old team or no, his new team, excuse me about basically saying, get in the portal. Uh, I don't know. Bunch of y'all um, ain't going to bunch. Of y'all ain't going to be here when I come yeah, back. <laughs> no, I know. Um, <laughs> I think he could have gotten a big, bigger job at some point. I'm not sure that was happening this year. Uh, Colorado's just maybe it's just a no pressure situation. I think um, so. They have been about as bad of a Power Five conference team as you can get um, for a while, but they're not that far removed from being a top 15 program. Uh, I mean, you know, it's only been 10 or so years until since then. Um, really? I don't think there's a lot of pressure. And I, the the biggest concern I would have is I don't know what conference they're going to be in in a few years. Um, yeah. I don't know what that situation is going to look like, um, but who knows if he'll even be there then. So we'll just have to see. You know, I, I he wasn't getting if, – if, if he wasn't going to get Auburn, Minnesota – or Auburn, Wisconsin, or Nebraska, which would be the three bigger profile jobs this year, um, and if he was look, looking to move, why not? Why not take a shot, go somewhere new, um, and try to try to regain some some of the history that that Colorado program had it, you know, in its heyday, whenever that might be. That's what I was gonna say. You said it's only a couple of years ago. No, it's from, been longer than that. So they made the Independence Bowl in two thousand seven, and since then they 
and I'm excluding 2020, the COVID year, they did make a bowl there. But from 2008 to 2020, they made one bowl in 2016. Yeah. Um, it has not been a good program. I think that's probably why. I, The more I thought about it, and as the news started to come out, the more it made sense. Like, he really hasn't proved anything. I mean, the SWAC is not a great football conference. It's FCS level. Um, so I, the Blue Bloods, the the big time Power Five teams, just they're the Nebraskas, the Auburns, the Wisconsin's. They're not going to take that kind of shot. Yeah, Colorado is a place that that will do that because they're a bottom bottom half of the conference they're in, and they need to do something. They need to draw some attention. So I think that is actually a good spot. It's close to Denver, a city that he can kind of recruit to. Um, so I, th- I think it's a good fit. Um, obviously Colorado AD is a former Illini. Um, Rick George played football for Illinois. Um, I don't know how long he's been at Colorado, but yeah, played football for Illinois grad from Illinois. So, um, huge hire for him. Uh, Dion was the biggest fish, uh, in, of the pond. I mean, the biggest splash hire. So, um, we'll see if it works. It's going to be fun no matter what. I mean, he's going to make uh, Colorado football enjoyable. Um, already said he's bringing his son. I'm sure he'll bring the uh, top recruit from last year, Travis Hunter, that that he uh, surprisingly got on signing day, and some other guys that he's um, kind of decided to take under his wing and and turn uh, give him a chance. So we'll see. It's gonna be fun. I'll definitely watch Colorado games uh, next season. That's <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, uh, I know somebody that goes to school there. So if you want to, um, let's go to a game. Hit, hit <laughs> me up. Game. Hit me up. Run, yeah, with it'll be... run with Ralphie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, it's, you know, it's, I think it's a good spot. I think he'll, I think he'll have some success there regardless of whatever conference they end up in. And, uh, and he's got some NIL for... money to work with now too. Yeah. He'll do that for a few years and then he'll go on to another opportunity or he'll flame out and never coach again. So that's the one thing he did say in his speech to his old team. He was like, if you don't, if you don't move forward, then you're you're either I forgot how he said it. You're either something or you're terminated. You're either elevated or you're terminated. I was like, that's a good one, Dion. Yeah, it's good. In other coaching news that has absolutely rocked the world I live in down here in Louisville, Scott Satterfield has bolted from Louisville to take the job at Cincinnati. Uh, woke up to that news this morning and was like, holy cow! What a world uh, we live in. I will. And I have gone on record saying that I thought Satterfield would be fired after the season. So this is the prime case of I'm going to jump ship before I get fired. Um, And I mean, it's that initial shock factor of why would someone leave Louisville for Cincinnati, Um, which does make sense. But if you knew the situation, he had lost the fan base. Um, He was not, there was no support for him down here a couple of years ago when South Carolina hired uh, not Frank Beamer, Shane Beamer. When South Carolina hired Shane Beamer, uh, Satterfield interviewed for that job after only being in Louisville for a couple years, and he he just he lost it at that point. He lost the fans and and never gained them back. So, um, those of you on the outside that think it's a, a head scratcher, it's really not because he did not have much support here in Louisville. So might as well go get another six year guaranteed deal when you only had two guaranteed here. If not, if, if that even, um, but yeah, it was a initial shock factor. Like, Holy cow. 
because he did turn the season around. But uh, let me just say fans down here are 80% of them are ecstatic that he is gone. I mean, it doesn't totally shock me, Um, but it's still, yeah, I mean, it's still kind of surprising when it all came out because I don't think people were expecting it to happen. But when you, you know, when you think about it, as you explain it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Does that, uh, my next question will be, does that impact the Big Ten? (laughs) I think it does. I think that is what led to a lot of the criticisms of Satterfield was he he's not Jeff Brom they want Jeff Brom and unless they get Jeff Brom they're going to be all over the ass of whoever is the head coach if he doesn't win 10 games a season Um, Jeff Brom is the golden child the savior of Louisville from Louisville um, played for the Cardinals Um, like he is who they want so I think they will do whatever they need to to get him this time. Because if you don't, you're going to do the same thing to whoever you do hire that you did to Satterfield. It's going to be a, what this guy isn't Jeff Brom, so whatever he does is not the right thing. And it's going to hang over the new coach's head. I think they do whatever they can to get Jeff Brom from Purdue. I really do. I I don't see any other outcome. Um, I don't know. I, I just... I think that's who it is. And until Brahm says, no, I'm going to continue to think that even whatever he says there, he has been asked about it multiple times uh, a couple months ago in the middle of the season or before the season, maybe he was in Louisville for a speaking event. And someone asked him about the Louisville job. Um, Cause he was offered it in 2018. And he said, at that point I had only been at Purdue for two years. I was taught and raised to kind of see things through and don't like, don't cut things short. And um, at that point I had only been at Purdue for two years. I hadn't really built anything yet. I'm not going to say what, what could happen in the future. And he basically like left it open-ended. And then it just so happened that he had a press conference this morning, two hours after the Satterfield news and someone asked him about Louisville. And once again, he did not deny it. He's like, I just found out about it. Uh, a couple hours ago, but he never said, no, I'm not going to Louisville. So I don't know. The writing's kind of on the wall. We'll see. We'll see. I, I think it's Brahm's job if he wants it. I would agree. And I think if he wants it, he will go. I mean, I think that's what it comes yeah. down to. So what's the uh, better job? He... Let me ask you someone that doesn't live in Louisville that actually lives fairly close to Purdue. What's the better job? A big 10 West job? or ACC job? Well, I don't know that the Big Ten West will be a thing anymore, so I don't think that matters. Um, But a middle-tier Big Ten team or a – what do we call them, Louisville football? They went four and four this year, seven and five, four and four. I would say middle, maybe upper. I mean, a a middle-tier Big Ten team program would be better than a mid-tier ACC program just because the Big Ten is one of two now. Uh, The ACC cannot compete with the Big Ten. So if that's what you're comparing, then if his personal preference... Let me switch. I think it's just up up to him. I think it's where he wants to be. Are Purdue and Illinois parallel programs, or is Purdue a little bit above Illinois? Uh, Purdue would probably be a little bit above Illinois, I would say. So put yourself in Jeff Brom's shoes, but switch... We'll, let's switch Purdue to Illinois 
and you, Logan Lee, grew up in Oakwood, played at Illinois, but you're coaching now at Louisville, and Illinois offers you the job. Would you I'm leave going, Louisville? I'm going to Illinois. Okay, so I mean, he leaves. He he goes to Louisville. I I don't yeah. I don't think that's any debate. Now, if we're talking, you know, if you're the head coach at Alabama, and if you're Nick Saban, and you're, or if you're Jeff Brom, if Brom was having all the success in the world at Ohio State, would you go home to Louisville? I don't think you make that jump. But if right. if we're at that level. I mean, Purdue and Louisville have to be considered fairly similar programs. And if he wants to go home, he'll go home. I mean, I don't but, think there's. When I thought about this too. Big 10 currently has Ohio State, Michigan, going to have USC, Penn State. UCLA is a pretty good program. So there's five, I would say five to seven schools that could win that conference. What's the ACC got? Clemson? Miami's garbage. Florida State's pretty good, nine and three this year. I mean, I think they there are more than just that, but I mean, yeah, it's pretty much been a Clemson dominated program for or conference for the last few now, years. Now you are in the same division as Clemson. So you do have to get through them to go to the conference title. But if you beat Clemson occasionally and go I, to the I mean, title, ACC is a much clearer path. But also you have to see what's happened. Big Ten just got two college football playoff teams. I don't know that the ACC will ever get – well, we won't know because there's only one more year of it. But I don't know. I think Louisville has the sell now to get Brahmas where they didn't two years ago. I don't think it matters. I think he goes home. Yeah, I agree. Plain and simple. I, I don't think there's an argument. I just think he does. Again, if we're talking if we're talking Ohio State to Louisville, I think it's a different conversation. But we're talking Purdue to Louisville. Yeah. And if he if his heart is in the other place and we're comparing apples to apples here, he's going to go home. If he doesn't yeah. want that pressure, then he won't. And that's, you know, that's that's up to him. But if he wants to go home, he won't. I mean, he'll have a much longer leash here, too. Like if he does I'm what sure. Satterfield did, um, two bowl games in four years um, to start the program, I think that would they would be happy. Also, you have to think Louisville needs to make a smash hire because they have a top 20 recruiting class right now, and you want to keep those kids. They have the best recruiting class in Louisville history, um, and we're two weeks away from signing day. So they need to move quick, and they need to get their number one target, and it needs to be Jeff Brom so they can keep this class that has uh, the best running back in the country committed, uh, a top 10 quarterback, I believe, and a couple offensive linemen that are huge. So it's got to be Brom. I think it will be. And uh, Louisville football will already be a much better place than Louisville basketball. <laughs> Woof. Yeah, Woof. What's going on there with the basketball program, Craig? Um, net rankings like to came report? out today, which we're going to talk about. Louisville, <laughs> there's 363 college Division One basketball programs. Louisville is 361 in the net rankings. Only two programs worse than Louisville right now. You couldn't pay me to go to a basketball game right now. Yikes. And their women's program is not tanking, but really struggling. So not good on the basketball court here in Louisville. Big um, yikes. We do have one pick your pick this week. There's only one game. Logan went four and one in champ week. I went two and three. He has a two game lead over me, 42, 29 to 40 and 31. It's army Navy. Maybe my favorite individual game of the year. Um, the uniforms are always just some of the best the pageantry of 
everything that goes on. Um, I believe it's in Philadelphia this year. Everything about it is awesome. Um, it's on normally on CBS. Is it on CBS again this year? Yes, it is. Yeah, CBS. Um, sometimes Saturday. Uh, usually in the afternoon. It is three three o'clock Eastern three o'clock, Saturday CBS. on CBS. Uh, Army Navy. What are your thoughts, Logan? First off, you're a geek. Second, what? Just your whole uniform. My uniform thing. thing? Oh, I'm a I'm a uni uh, nerd. I'm, I'm kind of upset that we didn't do a whole segment on um, the, the twins. Inter- the in well, well that, but the NBA city jerseys. City jerseys. A few weeks I, ago. I sent my tweet out. I got my we top three. I figured we would have a whole segment dedicated to that in that show. Um, I mean, I. I don't really invest a lot of my time watching into army watching army navy. Um, maybe that's uh, un-American of me, um, but it's just um, it's just not. I I I have watched in the past. I did. I remember watching some of it last year, but um, you know, this is a fairly even matchup this year. So it is very. We'll see. I mean, to make my pick. Yeah, go for it. Are you gonna? Oh wait. Oh, we're we're both gonna pick the same game. We're both picking this one, yeah. Okay, this is different then than what we've been doing. You're yeah. Gonna throw oh, there's only one. Out. There's only one game. Okay. If I pick one, do you have to take the other? Is that how this works? No. <laughs> Why not? I I just hope you don't pick the same one that I'm going to. Okay, I'm pick Navy. Damn. <laughs> you want Navy? Then I'll take Army. No, you makes, pick Navy. Makes better content. Um, neither of them can win the commander in chief trophy. Air force has already won that. I believe they beat both of them. Uh, yeah. yeah. Air force beat both army and Navy. So air force won won the commander in chief trophy this year for the 21st time. Uh, yeah, I'm picking Navy as well. Um, the line is even it was Navy minus one earlier, but is back to a pick them right now. Um, Navy's just play better competition. Army hasn't really played anybody. I looked at the schedule earlier. Um, Army's five and six. Navy's four and seven. But Navy plays in the American, so they at least play a couple decent teams a year. Um, yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the midshipmen. Anything else? Football. Same. No, no. I'm excited for bowl season. I'm excited to have some time off of work and to sit down and watch some bowl games. But we still got a few weeks till then. So speaking of backtrack. So the Satterfield talk, do you know what the bowl game is? What bowl game? The Fenway Bowl is Louisville versus Cincinnati. Is it really? It is. I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> it is. That'll be fun. And because it's in Fenway, they share a sideline like Illinois Northwestern did at Wrigley. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The Satterfield Bowl. All sorts of uh, oh. awkward turtle there. Um, the, the people up here in South Bend were really pulling for a Notre Dame LSU. Um, bowl game ooh, yeah, uh, they were they were hoping. I had hoped. I had heard hopes that it would be in the Gator Bowl, and they could call it the Trader Bowl. Um, didn't happen, obviously. No. Uh, Louisville but, or uh, not Louisville? Notre Dame was being fought over by the Gator Bowl and the. They're a hot commodity. Holiday Bowl. Where did they end up? I don't even know. Gator. They, it was the Gator Bowl. Against, against South Carolina, South Carolina, yes. Uh, basketball, Illinois split the week one and one. Uh, beat Syracuse 73 44, lost at Maryland 71 66. I said it in the early in the show, 
We did post-game shows for both of those. Go check them out on our YouTube to get our full in-depth thoughts. Um, the Syracuse game, Coleman Hawkins had a triple-double. That was the storyline. Um, I think the Maryland game, uh, maybe the pretzel that was thrown at Brad Underwood, maybe that was the storyline. <laughs> did you see the video today that Brett No, I out? didn't. I didn't. The, uh, but... Underwood had his uh, media weekly media before the game tomorrow against Texas. And um, he talked about the environment and said it was a, I, I think he said it was a half eaten chicken breast that was thrown at him. That was a first, uh, but he, Surprise it wasn't a pizza. He had a lot of, a lot of good things to say about the Maryland crowd, but um, yeah, that was, it was a dog fight in Maryland. I think Maryland's a lot better than people expected. They're better than I thought they would be. I thought Illinois might win that game or it would at least be a down to the final possession, but um, any other thoughts, uh, that we didn't get to in the post game show or anything you want to add about those before we move on? No, I, I think just to kind of reiterate what we both said, I think that, you know, I don't know that I, I don't know that I really felt a lot of pressure for Illinois to win that game uh, at all. It was, I'm glad that they, they fought the way they did. I'm glad the veterans showed up and carried the load because the freshmen looked a lot like freshmen for the first time all season. And uh, it was a good first, first big 10 road test that they're going to see because i don't know that you're going to see a lot more hostile environments than that hostile environments than that um so it's a good way to start and as you said that's a that's a pretty pretty darn good maryland team uh the syracuse game i know syracuse isn't very good and they're this is one of the worst teams bayheim has had in years but still i mean illinois just just absolutely throttled them i mean that was a damn near 30 point game um against you know a team that a program that's historically been yeah. one of the best in college basketball so uh you know I, I can't say i'm you know would have loved to have gone two and oh in that week in that stretch but you know for the for the outcomes to happen like they did i'm i'm fine with it i, I really then am syracuse turned around and beat notre dame on saturday yeah i saw that so um yeah this week tomorrow night uh it's texas number two texas number one in the Ken Palm. Um, been playing really well. Jimmy V classic in New York city, uh, Madison square garden. I believe it is a seven o'clock Eastern tip. Yes, correct. Uh, six o'clock central, um, on ESPN. Yes. Correct. on ESPN. So the, uh, the highlight game, Texas is a four point favorite, uh, over, over, over under one forty and a half. Um, yeah, Texas has looked good. They have only really played two two tough teams. They crushed Gonzaga at home, and then they beat Creighton at home as well, who Creighton uh, just lost uh, yesterday or the day before uh, to Nebraska, which we'll talk about or mention in a little bit. But those are the only two tough teams Texas has played, so this will be a tough test for them because they um, haven't really left Austin. Um, now they're in New York City. So what are your – what are your thoughts for tomorrow with five freshmen going into the the biggest stage in basketball against the number two team in the country? I mean, it's going to be a matter of uh, if the freshmen look like freshmen. Um, the freshmen did not look like freshmen against UCLA. That was another neutral court uh, situation against a top five, top 10 team. Uh, and the freshmen looked really good in that game. And then the freshman went to Maryland and did not look good. I'm not saying this is all about the freshman, but we talked about ad nauseum how this team is um, 
nine deep and five of them are essentially freshmen. So yeah, that you just got to count on it. I mean, yeah, you can hope you can probably count Terrence Shannon for, you know, at least 15 points and maybe another 10 or so out of Coleman. RJ's playing well, but you got to have other guys step up here and you need, you need the freshmen to get those early season jitters out of the way and, uh, and show up. Cause if they do, I think they got a pretty good shot to be Texas. I really do. I think there's enough talent on this team. Um, but it's, you know, I can't sit here and, and guarantee they're going to win. Um, cause I, I won't, I won't do that, but I think they have yeah. a shot. There's yeah, you got to come out and do it. You got to come out and punch early. Um, yeah. You can't be tentative early. Um, I, I don't know how Texas will respond if you if you come out and do that and get them down uh, first half of the first half. But we'll see. I, I think the line's about right. If I had to pick a side, I would take Texas right now. I think it's probably a six to eight point game for Texas. But um, it's like I said in the post game. It, it's just nice to know that the program's in a place that we can lose some of these games and still be okay. As opposed to the six years prior to Brad getting here, where you felt like you had to win because you weren't uh, every game could be the one that keeps you out of the tournament. I don't think this team misses the tournament if they lose this game to Texas, which is a good feeling to have. But uh, at this point, it's just a, a growing experience because like Logan said, five freshmen on the team that have never really done this. So, um, yeah, it should be a good one. I'm excited about it because Illinois hasn't played in games like this for the last five years. So to face the number two team non-conference in New York City on the biggest stage is is a testament, After especially after what they did in Vegas with two top 20 matchups as well. We're eight games into the season, and Illinois has more good wins than they have bad losses. So, yeah. I mean, I, I there's nothing to complain about at this point. So yeah. we'll see. we'll see what team shows up. I think they have a good shot. Yep, and then after that Saturday, back home for the second Big Ten early game against Penn State, noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, Big Ten Network. Penn State's uh, they're they're decent. I think they're about 40 in Ken Palm. Um, I it's not a it's not a game you should lose at home. They're 36 in Ken Palm. They're six and two, and they play someone this week, Michigan State on Wednesday, at home before heading uh, to to uh, Champaign. So that, that'll complete the early Big Ten slate uh, game Illinois should win. Honestly, I don't have any other expectation than to win that game Saturday. No, no, you, you need to win on Saturday. Uh, not You don't have to win tomorrow on Tuesday, but you, you have to yeah. win Saturday. You can't lose that yep. game. That would be a bad loss. You going? Uh, I don't maybe. know yet. Maybe. maybe. Okay. Uh, around the Big Ten this week, it was a insane weekend. Um, Indiana lost at Rutgers, uh, got throttled. Honestly, I watched the end of that and Michigan state lost at home to Northwestern. Um, big 10 could be wild this year. <laughs> I mean, college basketball, has, college basketball in general have been wild already. Yeah. Uh, and it's only December, December 5th. Um, yeah, there's just been some, some chaos coming out of the sport as a whole. Uh, yeah, I, I've said it. I, I don't think there's a clear favorite in the Big Ten. I just don't. Yeah. I know Purdue right now is the hot name um, because of who they beat of late. I, I just going to cool off. They're going to cool off. And, I mean, I, I just – I don't – I haven't had a real true favorite in this conference since the season started. And here we are a month and change into the season, and I still don't really know who to tell you is the favorite. So While we're talking Purdue, uh, Zach E. 31 points and 22 rebounds against Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota as a team had 21 rebounds. Yep. He's My taking question to advantage. you, Logan. 
taking advantage of not having to share the time. How does Illinois guard him? How do teams stop Zach Eady or take him out of the game? Hope and pray, baby. Hope and pray. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, Illinois is going to have a get, be able to give him a different look than they have in the past. Uh, I mean, throwing Coleman up against him and and Dane is it's not Kofi. Uh, Coleman at least will give them a different a different type of look. Five uh, out, I, baby. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know how it's gonna look. I, I really don't, and I don't know how you defend him. Um, you just have to hope that he has a, an off night. I think. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I'm I'm still not sure he's the best player in the conference. Uh, but he's probably the most unguardable. Um, similar to what Kofi's been the last three years, uh, two years prior to this. I don't know that Kofi was the best player in the conference, but he was the most unguardable, and that's what Zach Eady is now. There are other good post players in this conference, but I don't know that they can really um I don't know that any of them can really stop him when he's on his game and he's staying out of foul trouble. Yeah, I mean if he gets the ball in the post, uh, you can't stop him. Uh no. I you would have to like triple team him, and you're not gonna yeah. do that because he just turns over you, he's seven foot four. Just yeah. turns over you and dishes it out, and they have a wide open shot. Um, we'll talk more about that when Illinois plays Purdue, but I think you just got to run. You get the rebound, the seven second offense. You just got to get down the court because you're fa- everyone on the team is faster than him. Get down, make it a try and get a number, and if you don't play five out, draw him as far away from the basket as you can and and go. So got to score ninety that game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other Big Ten thing was Nebraska beat Creighton. Creighton was top ten. Um, Nebraska, I think, beat them by 10 in Omaha. So Creighton's kind of fallen. That's a big win for Nebraska. Um, yeah, absolutely. An unexpected win for Nebraska. Chaos. Other college basketball, North Carolina. From number one to unranked. Four losses in a row. Um, all of them, I believe, though, to ranked teams. No, Virginia Tech was not ranked. Iowa State. Two of the four were to rank teams, um, but top 50 Ken Palm teams. They lost to Iowa State, Alabama, Indiana, and Virginia Tech. Um, how do we not see this? We're, I mean, their run last year blinded us, but they were a very mediocre team before the no, NCAA tournament, I, and they won I've, five in a row and got hot. To be fair, I kind of thought that. Uh, I, I, I thought since the preseason started that I thought they were getting a little too much love um similar to indiana let's be honest there too it's yeah. the same exact thing i mean indiana barely made the tournament and all of a sudden they're returning the exact same team and they're the favorites to win the big 10 i'm not su- suggesting they won't win the big 10 but based on what merits like that's what i and the same thing with with carolina yeah i know they had the nice run um I don't know. I I think they're better than this. I think they'll get it together, um, and I think they'll they'll be just fine once they get to the ACC conference games. But that's not a that's not a great stretch um, to to have to you know this early in your season because two of those losses, especially um, or one of them probably especially, will come back to bite you in the butt at some point. So um, I don't know. I think all four of those are tournament teams. Yeah, I mean, it's still, I mean, losing to Iowa State still at home is probably not not ideal. It's neutral. Oh, was it? Oh, that was in Portland, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Never mind. Um, yeah. I mean, I, it is what it is, but I think that I, I haven't. I don't know that I was totally bought in on them to begin with, but they had a lot they of hype s- around them, so I was like, all right, well, maybe they are legit. They still have two uh, non-conference games, uh, both Big Ten games: Ohio State and Michigan. 
Michigan, I believe, is in Charlotte. So it's not a and, home game. It's not a road game. But. And the Citadel. You're forgetting and the Citadel. Citadel. <laughs> yeah. Whose logo oddly resembles North Carolina now that I'm looking at it. Um, <laughs> kind of I can't think of any other like national storylines um, than that right now. But AP poll came out. Illinois number 17 um, dropped one spot after their loss to Maryland. Maryland, I believe, is up to 13. I think jumped from 22 to 13. Correct. Yes. Nine spots. Indiana um, 14. Only- only other huge change was Creighton dropping, I think, 19 or something like that. 14 spots. 14 maybe. spots down for yeah. Creighton. Um, and then the net rankings, I touched on them earlier with Louisville. Net rankings came out today. Um, nothing to even care about, honestly. I don't even know why we're mentioning that because those won't matter until March. Uh, but Illinois came in at 13 mm-hmm. on the initial net rankings. Number seven, Sam Houston. So give him a two seed. Um. I just want to point out that this is the first time I'm visiting this website, this webpage since March, and it gave me some feelings. <laughs> I spent X-rated feelings. I spent a lot of time staring at this exact webpage uh, <laughs> for two straight months, and I haven't even thought about it since then. But now I'm looking at quad one, quad two, quad three, quad four again, and it's kind of how do we look? It's What's given me, like? It's given me both um, feelings of excitement and joy, but also a lot of anxiety thinking about <laughs> whether or not I'm going to go put myself through the same thing I did last year um, because it was a lot of time, and a lot of work. Uh, but it's just it's just it's good to see it. It's good to see it. Uh, I love it. Bring it on, baby. Let's go. I mean, Illinois' resume isn't great. One and two in quad one and five and oh in quad four. <laughs> That's the non-con for you. Uh, they got yeah. one more quad one game coming up um, in conference play or non-conference play um, before Big Ten season gets underway. And then that'll all be quads one and two. So, Well, since we touched on it, Louisville, 0 oh and two in quad one, 0 oh and two in quad two, 0 oh and one in quad three, and 0 oh and three in quad four. You have four. to scroll a they lot. Have... Three quad four losses in non-conference play. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Oh, my God. Well, it's only them and Cal. California is the only other oh. power five without a win on the season. Racketologist.com. Right, I've missed you so much. That's enough about uh, college basketball. Um, we do want to mention, we touched on this earlier, um, <laughs> shout out women's basketball. Uh, yeah. Great start to the season for Illini women's basketball. Um, I've actually watched some. I watched their pit game in their ACC Big Ten Challenge game. And from watching the program with Nancy Faye, like we would go to every home game to get highlights. It is a completely different team. Like it's a competent basketball team. Like I don't want to gouge my eyes out watching Illinois women's basketball with Shauna Green as head coach. So give them a chance. If they're on TV, Check them out. They, before their game against Indiana yesterday, they were the best three-point shooting team in the country. I don't know if they still are after that game or not, but they lost to Indiana, who I believe is a top 10 team. They They lost to Indiana by four in Bloomington. They had Uh the lead in the fourth quarter um, and lost by four. So it could be a quick turnaround. Um, A lot to look forward to with Illini women's basketball. So shout out here. You were telling people to cancel their big, their BTN plus yeah. subscription, but like, this is how you're going to watch a lot of these games. Cause yeah. most of their games are on BTN plus. Yeah, they're not on true. regular 
regular BTN. Only a handful of games are on the mothership. Um, So, yeah, keep that BTN Plus subscription to watch the Milani Women's Hoops. Uh, Quickly. Craig's. Uh, I canceled it. Sorry. Quickly, uh, MLB free agency uh, is starting to heat up. Uh, Jacob DeGrom to the Rangers. uh, Justin Verlander to the Mets. And uh, Trey Turner to the Phillies. Uh, DeGrom was last week. Yeah, DeGrom was last week. I don't know if we missed it. It was Friday. Uh, Verlander and uh, Turner were just today um, deals for them. So Hot Stove is heating up. Uh, Yeah, uh, Trey Turner's deal takes him through his uh, year 40, his age 40 season. Good for him. (laughs) Yeah, good for him, not for the Phillies. The first thing that goes is speed, and that's kind of what he does. Yeah. Yeah. He'll he'll be fine. He can still hit when he's forty. I'm sure. Thoughts? Anything other than that? Uh, I mean, it's chaos. Um, I was texting my my good buddy Kevin, that's a uh, Mets fan, and uh, well, I was texting him Friday. He was a little a uh, little somber um, after the Degrom thing. Um, was very much a Jacob Degrom fan, as I'm sure most Mets fans were, and really probably most baseball fans were. Um, but uh, mood is. Mood has improved drastically in in Mets land. Uh, Replace a Cy Young winner with a Cy Young. Well, okay. I don't know that I would say drastically um, because the one they replaced DeGrom with is significantly older, but uh, he still just won a Cy Young award. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, the the Mets will be fine. Uh, The the Trey Turner thing, the Phillies doesn't surprise me. I think that was kind of inevitable. Uh, The 11 years, that's, you know, that's a lot. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. They, they got the AAV down, um, to about 27, I think. Um, so that gives them a little more wiggle room to add somebody else if necessary. I mean, this was already a a team that, um, you know, made it, made it pretty darn far. So, um, now they have a true shortstop and they can move, uh, what's his name? Bryson Stott, um, to second base and ship out Gene Segura and, They'll be fine. They'll, they'll be fine. So yeah, I think that's a pretty really freaking good. Yeah, that, that's that's a pretty good team. Um, I'm I'm not concerned about the Cubs because I wasn't. I don't think Trey Turner was the highest on the Cubs list. Uh, but now there are three. <laughs> uh, if the Cubs are looking to add an impact bat, um, it's gonna have to be a shortstop, and there are only three of them left. And I'm not really sure that one of them is really an impact bat. So I have to see what happens. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of teams looking for shortstops now, including now, especially the Dodgers who just lost theirs. Yeah. Cardinals are uh, the Dodgers who first priority, the Dodgers, mind you, who have lost two big name shortstops in the last two seasons. I think Carlos Correa now goes to the Dodgers. I think that probably makes the most sense as much as it disheartens me to say, um, because he's obviously the one that everybody wants. But uh, yeah, I think that's probably happening, I would say. Winter meetings are going on through Wednesday, I think. Yes. I think Wednesday's the last day. So the next couple of days, expect a lot of moving and shaking. Maybe even after we get done recording tonight, we'll probably get some breaking news. Cardinals are making catcher a priority, as they should, uh, before they move to anything else. Um, it's down to basically either trading for a Sean Murphy, Danny Jansen, someone like that, or signing Wilson Contreras, seeing what uh, what the – best option there is uh is it bad that i to say i don't have any faith that they'll make the right decision 
and then it'll turn out and it'll turn out to be a good decision because that's what always happens with the Cardinals. Like they do something, and I'm like, what are you doing? And then it turns out to be an all-star. But uh football. Uh, hold why on. not say football? Go hold ahead. on. Um I did see one report the other yesterday um that the Cubs were supposedly had some level of interest in Matt Carpenter. And to he's which been brought I, up with the Cardinals. To which to I back. said, um, no. <laughs> right. I, I don't, I just, you gotta, you gotta do it. Retooled his swing though, man. You gotta do a real good job of convincing me to want Matt Carpenter at this point. Um, but that's neither here nor there. So yeah, anyway, he got brought on. up with the, if a reunion with St. Louis was in the cards for him, because the yeah. way he retooled his swing and the way he came on and, and he didn't buy into analytics and launch angle and all that. And then when he did, he took off. So he's bought into it. And that's what the, I don't know, like keep Don't sign me up for that, but we'll see. Uh, soccer. It's called soccer, not football. football. Uh, U.S. Football. advanced to the knockout stage, but were knocked out by Netherlands. Um, did you end up watching any? We hadn't talked about World Cup yeah. much yet. I mean, I watched as much as I could the first few games that were during the week. I, I watched all of the game on Saturday. Um, I, I mean, it's, I would say it's disheartening. Um, it's just, I don't, I don't think they're quite there yet. I just, I just don't think the level of that sport in this country is just quite where they want it to be. Um, I think they should make it their number one priority to figure things out, uh, in the next four years. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it's, it's fun to watch. Um, just because there's a lot you can just tell there's just a lot of enthusiasm especially with a lot of people like me who don't really watch much of it yeah um but really get into it at this point it's just it is fun and it was it was disheartening to see them kind of i don't want to say fall apart in that game but they were just never really in it yeah so I've had this thought for a while and we don't talk a lot of soccer on here so I've never said it on here I tweeted it Saturday um, I think right before the game ended or at halftime. <clears throat> so USA won the gold cup, I believe two years ago, maybe last year. And England won the, or was advancing deep into the euros. And I had a thought 2026 USA England final. So in my head, this world cup was always, going to be a gauge as to if that could happen in 2026 if you're saying you, that will that will be the final the world cup final that was that was my prediction was england usa world cup final 2026 on u.s soil um in at in dallas i was like i can see it this is a young young core um i think Pulisic will be the oldest maybe player at 27 or 28 so they'll still be young in 20 in 2026 so the way I looked at this year was advance out of the group stage and compete with a top tier country and advance, try to advance to the quarters or whatnot. Um, I never thought that they would ever make like a final or a, or a semifinal or anything. Yeah. From what I saw Saturday, there's, there's a lot to work on Yeah. because USA, I keep wanting to say Illinois. I do this all the time. USA controlled the ball. I mean, yes, they did. USA had the ball for more time than Netherlands did. Correct. 
but Netherlands scored three goals. They were efficient. They were right. doing whatever they wanted. And as soon as they got the lead, they pulled back. At times they had all 10 on the U.S. side of the field. They controlled the game without having the ball. And USA can't do that. So yeah. I don't want to say – well, I will say my expectations are tempered at the moment. I don't think USA will compete for a World Cup in four years like I thought they might. Um, but I do still like the future. I think they have a ton of stars that can develop into very good players. But to get to the next level, you got to have an Mbappe, you got to have a Neymar, you got to have a Messi, Ronaldo that can impact games themselves. And I don't know that they have that yet. They have a good collective team, but they don't have the star power that you need in soccer to win a World Cup. So that's my soccer uh, soapbox here. Good one, good soccer minute, as Paul Paps would would say. But uh, I enjoy it. I I I like. international club or like uh, international soccer better than club soccer almost just because it pulls a whole country together and right you see the scenes in Qatar and all that but that's where I'm at I, it was fun to watch um I think that we're improving as a country but until we get those star power players that just take over games uh, I don't think we'll be a top five or ten country until that happens yeah I agree uh do you have a pick to win it No, not really. I haven't I haven't really watched a ton of it outside of the US play. Um who'd be yours? I got an England Brazil final with Brazil okay. winning. That's okay. what I had in my bracket before the before the uh whole thing kicked off. I really like England. I know they're up and down, but they have a ton. Maybe it's because I watch so much Premier League and I know all the players, but they have a ton of guys that I think are very, very good. So um, we'll see. That's uh, we still got, I think, a week left. I think the finals on like the 14th or something like that, 16th, something like that. I will be honest. I have fallen behind on all of my shows. <laughs> Everything we watch, I we have fallen so far behind because of the Thanksgiving travel and everything else going on that I don't have a whole lot to talk about. But Logan went and caught up on some movies. So Logan, the floor is yours. What uh, what'd you go? Yeah, see? I, don't know, I don't even know what's out right now. I I did. I there's a few that I've been trying to get to, and I meant to go see a few of them last weekend, and I wasn't able to. So I was at the theater. I saw three different movies at the at the cinema the cinema cineplex uh, this weekend. So uh, Phantom of the Megaplex. Phantom of the Megaplex. No, uh, the first one I saw was Violent Night. The uh, David Harbor Santa Claus movie, yeah, um, which is like um, Die Hard mixed with Home Alone, mixed with a little Bad Santa. Um, it was fine. I mean, it was it was just a fun little action flick around Christmas. Um, it didn't really win me over, but uh, it was it was fine. I didn't really love the backstory they gave Santa. I thought that was kind of weird, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, the second one I saw was The Menu, which is uh, Ray Fiennes and Anya Taylor-Joy and a few others. Uh, it's about a, uh, a, a, a chef who runs a restaurant on some remote island that he brings guests to and it turns into some – it's a it's a dark comedy, black comedy. Uh, it's It's got some murder. It's uh, – it's, 
it's it's a thriller of sorts it's it's just kind of strange uh it's gotten a lot of a lot of praise i enjoyed it i don't think it was quite as great as i was expecting it to be based on the praise i saw but uh it was pretty good i and then the third movie i saw was strange world which do you are you familiar with strange world i don't think so which proves my point uh strange world is the newest disney animation Disney animated movie oh. that they have spent all of $7 to market and nobody has seen this movie. It's not very good. It should have gone straight to Disney plus. I, I don't totally understand what they're doing. Uh, this movie should have gone straight to Disney plus while movies like Hocus Pocus two probably should have gone to theaters. Uh, it was fine. It was, it was just kind of, it was just kind of okay. Um, but yeah, so three movies this weekend, I saw the Fableman's last weekend. So get into the heavy season of all the, awards movies and things so but yeah uh that was that was this weekend i i'm slowly trying to start andor which is the big star wars show that's been on disney plus uh that's been gotten a lot of praise it's just this is a very busy time of the year uh for me not only with the traveling but yeah with, there's basketball on tv twice a week and there's football on saturdays and football on sundays and there's all these movies coming out so like tv shows unfortunately for, for me just kind of take a back seat and uh, so I've been I've been very slow to get to Andor, and I'm finally starting to get to it. I watched the first episode this weekend, so hopefully I can knock out more of that because it's supposed to be really good. The first episode was good, so um, yeah, it's just it's just a busy it's just a busy time of year for for me because I have a lot that I'm trying to accomplish. I have three things, County. I have three okay. things for you. One, okay. speaking of TV shows, uh, National Treasure TV show comes out. Yeah, I yes, I'm aware. I'm aware that it exists. <laughs> okay. Uh, love the first National Treasure. The second one is was unnecessary. Uh, and I have zero expectations for this. But I have one other thing, but I'll, I'll wait to see what your three things are because maybe one okay. of this is one of them. I'm literally I'm literally just scrolling your Twitter to see what movies and stuff you've talked about that we haven't talked about on this the show. Santa Claus. So. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, two I did tweet knives about the out. Santa I don't think we talked about knives out. Did you see it? Craig, Cross I'm Onion? so pissed. Are oh, you uh-oh. are you just uh-oh. stirring me up because you saw that? No. Well, I mean, I see well, your tweet that you had to. I am 100. pissed because. Did you go? Listen, listen, Craig. Let me tell you this story. I'm glad that you're giving me this opportunity because I really want the people what at the Net- podcast Netflix. Is for. Netflix need to see this. So Netflix. Just to set the stage for this, Knives Out, if you're familiar, came out in 2019. Mind you, I'm going to be looking – I'm listening to you, but I'm trying to find if there's anything else to bring up to you. So I am listening. You need go ahead. to hear what I have to say. Right I'm listening, but I'm okay. looking off camera here. So Knives Out was the movie that came out in 2019. It was the Ryan Johnson, Daniel Craig murder mystery movie that was an absolute hit. It just killed at the box office, got Oscar nominations, was probably the 10th – Best Picture nominee, but they cut the list at nine. So like many people, like it should have been probably a Best Picture nominee. So it had a movie. It came out in 2019. It was a huge hit. Netflix then bought the rights and were going to make two, at least two more movies. And they were just going to go to Netflix. So this is supposed to be a Netflix release. It has a scheduled release on Netflix for December 23rd. Mm-hmm. I, amongst others, have been telling like saying like netflix they you, you need to put this movie into theaters people need to go see this in the theaters why not make your money for a couple weeks in the theaters so what do they do they release this movie into theaters okay great i'm happy one week should be more but one week in the theaters that's fine more than enough time this movie comes out for one week at thanksgiving mind you 
where people are already traveling, spending their time traveling. Craig, the closest theater to my house that this movie played in would take me, uh, it would it be a 150-mile round trip for me to see Knives Out to Glass Onion or whatever it's called, Glass Onion and Knives Out Murder Mystery. 150 miles that I would have to drive round trip to see this movie. There are two theaters in the town that I live in. There's a theater several miles north of me that would be much closer. There's theaters to the east of me, theaters to the west of me. So to answer your question, no, I have not seen Knives Out 2 um, because I didn't want to drive 150 miles round trip to see this movie when it's going to be on Netflix in a month. And I'm not very happy about it. Wow. I think it's dumb. If you're going to we... release it in the theaters... Do more than 600 screens, 600 screens or something like what are we doing? We found the line Logan will not cross to go to a movie. It's 150 miles. I have I have driven distances. <laughs> so there's the closest IMAX to me. I have gone. I have driven a, a little bit of a distance to go to that. There's one in Fort Wayne and there's one in Maryville um, or whatever Portage which are both about 40 to an hour away from me. And I've gone to both of those to see an IMAX movie, but it's just that the week that it came out right around Thanksgiving, I was already trapped. Like I just, it was just dumb. I'm so mad. Like, so no, I haven't seen it. I'm going to have to wait okay. until freaking December 23rd. And All of course right. I'm going to be, you know, at my parents' house and they don't have great internet. Sorry, Tim. I know I hate when I bitch about your internet on my show, but uh, so, you know, it'll be like, December I'm, I'm sure he doesn't love it when I pile on too. <laughs> Whatever. That's, uh, that's my rant. Screw you. Three here. Three. Number three. Uh, Bob Iger. Yeah, we haven't talked about the Iger thing. No. A lot I'm happened. So the week that you were gone, there was two other things that I had on the rundown that I was going to talk about, but we didn't really have a lot of time. Uh, one of them was the Iger situation. Uh, which I'll talk about here in a second. The other one was the passing of Jason David Frank, who from oh, the yeah. original Green Ranger, yeah, um, big Power Ranger guy here. Uh, so that one was that was kind of tough. Um, yeah, the Iger situation. Holy smokes, man! Um, Disney has been kind of in the plummeting for a lot of reasons, and Bob Chapek was just um, he was just not the right choice. And I think I think Iger knew that, and I think that he regretted his decision to make him his successor. And uh, when the board said we've had enough, I think he was very quick to come back in. I don't know what sort of things he's going to do. Uh, I don't know. I don't really foresee him coming in to make some sort of big, huge, splashy move, like to buy something or to sell the company, which I saw that rumor circulating. Um, but I just think Disney just needs somebody to come in and write the ship a little bit. I don't think it was Chapek wasn't the guy. So, uh, it was that was a weird news drop on a Sunday night. Um, but uh, I, like many Disney fans, are happy with them, happy with it. Um, I but I don't really know what it means. I just know that Bob Chapek wasn't the guy to run that company. So, all right, yeah, fair enough. There we go. Uh, anything else? No, freaking knives out. I'm so pissed. <laughs> uh, that movie's cast is. Yeah, totally. I have high expectations for it, and I I've heard it. Oh, I've I'm heard it's only. Great. I'm I've really it's worried great. it's going to disappoint. But I've Benoit heard Blanc. Great. So I I I'm not. I have very high expectations, and we'll just have to see. But I'm just I'm so mad. 
So. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, 150 miles. <laughs> oh, we've got a new inside joke for Logan. 150 miles. Uh, thanks for joining us. Like and subscribe if you're still here. Thanks for listening. Uh, that's Logan. I'm Craig. Uh, I believe we'll be back tomorrow with a post-game show, so be on the lookout for that. Should be a good game, Illinois and Texas. Um, so be sure and tune in for both the game and our post-game show. Uh, once again, thanks for listening. Episode 82, no one asked us. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, if not tomorrow, we'll see you again next week. Bye. 20 days till Christmas.